0: Guess what? what? You're blessed. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you blessed? In the city? In the country? Coming in, going out? Whatever you put your hand to, prospers. Um, you can keep these monitors on. I kind of like it up here. I can save my voice a little bit more. Give me accurate... Um, representation of what's going on with uh, how I'm sounding, amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want to speak healing over you today. And let me just jump over in here to, um, thank you, Lord Jesus. Go here to presentation software here. Thank you, Lord. God is going to turn your situation around. Amen. You just stay focused on Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. God wants you healed. Healing belongs to you. Healing is the children's bread. And... Um, I'm going to start off with um, 3 John 2. Now, this is not made-up stuff. Don't take things just because a preacher says it. Make sure you can find it in the Word. And you know what the Word says is that God desires. uh, My situation here is uh, jacked up. Right at the moment, so I need you to flip it to uh, the first scripture, if you can do that. Okay, looks like it's trying to come around. Third John two, beloved, I pray. Now I like that word beloved. That lets us know you're loved. That's an endearing term. God says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. God wants us to prosper in every area of our life. Um, people say talk about the prosperity gospel you know there's really there's no such thing as a prosperity gospel it's just the gospel of jesus christ but because our sins have been forgiven and we've been reconciled to god we have benefits of belonging to god when god set this world up he gave adam dominion over the whole earth the whole earth was his The promise to Abraham was that he would be the heir of the world. All things are yours in Christ. That includes material things. So God wants you blessed financially, materially. Amen? He just doesn't, he he, he not only wants your spirit saved, he wants us to look like and represent children of God on the earth. Represent him on the earth as children of God. And God doesn't want us suffering with poverty or sickness and bad relationships. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Thank you, Jesus. Can you say thank you, Lord? And so he says, I, I pray or desire that you may prosper in how many things? That has to include uh, your finances, right? Has to include your relationships, and be in health. Praise the Lord. There it is. Come on, somebody, let me see. My my stuff is a little bit behind today, but the blank means <laughs> it's supposed to say health. All right. Okay, here we go. There it is, and you can look at it in your own Bible. That's what it says. So this is God's word, right? And He desires that we be in health. Now, um, there was a time when I would do. um, Back in the day, we used to call for healing every single Sunday. Have a healing line, or or somebody ask during the invitation: Is anybody? Not, not only give an invitation for salvation, but also for, uh, for healing, anybody that need to be healed. Um, and and it's, it's okay to pray for the sick in church. But if you look at the, let me back up. Praying for the sick, the Bible says that laying hands on the sick is a method of healing. The Bible says we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Who's that written to? Believers. Believers ought to be laying hands on the sick. Okay? But laying hands on the sick is primarily for the world. See, it's believers that should be living in hell laying hands on unbelievers. So that that scripture is really, is for believers to lay hands on the sick but the sick it's talking about is the sick in the world. Now it's okay to pray for people and, and I'll, I'll do it from time to time. If the Lord leads, I'll do it today. but I believe he's leading in a different direction. and if you need healing, I want you to hear this word and, and hear and be healed. In Jesus, you know in Jesus day, when, when he, we're still in Jesus' day, but when Jesus walked the earth um, it said that in a couple different places people came to hear him and be healed if you ever wonder about what God's will is for healing well here's a verse right here that lets us know it's God's will for us to be well but Jesus he was the will of God in action for further proof that God wants you healed, is look at Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen who? You've seen the Father. So Jesus was the will of God in action. He said, I only do what I see the Father do. Now that ought to dispel this thing that uh, some r- the religious people say is that God puts sickness on you to teach you something. Oh my goodness. Are people still saying that nonsense? People putting put sick, God puts sickness to teach you. That, that's the most ridiculous thing. And then most of the people that are saying that don't believe it anyway. Because the first thing they do when they get sick is go get some medicine. Or go see a doctor. Or go check themselves in at a hospital. Why would you do that if God's trying to teach you something? Just sit there and take it. So, people don't really believe that. And if that were the case, then we should see Jesus putting sickness on somebody because Jesus is the will of God in action. He never, ever put sickness on anybody. Or did he ever tell anyone that they had to stay sick for God's glory? That's another thing people say. Well, they need to, uh, 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 or this sickness, It's for God's glory. Let me flip over here to where some people can get this from. And this man born blind in John chapter 9. Let me just go there. This is not a part of my lesson, but there's a man blind from his birth. Now, the disciples ask him a very pointed question. Rabbi, who sinned? See, now, sickness came into the world as a result of sin. Now, they were under the mentality that it's God's will to heal because they're following Jesus. And Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. All sickness in some degree or or in some form at its root is satanic oppression. Sickness is not God's will. He healed all who were oppressed of the devil, it says, for God was with him. God was with him to do what? To heal the sick. Okay? And so they asked him See, they, they knew that sickness and disease was satanic oppression. They asked him, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? See, the Jews thought that that, that you could sin inside your mother's womb because he was blind from birth. They said, who sinned? Listen, this man, <laughs> how did he sin? He was inside of his mother's womb but they thought, man, you could, isn't that deep? They thought you could sin inside of his womb, in, in, in the mother's womb. But he said, who sent this man or his parents that he was born blind? So they didn't ask, well, is this God's will? They knew that. They knew it wasn't God's will. He said, neither this man nor his parents. Now see, the, the commas, the periods, Semicolons, colons that you see in the Bible are added by the translators. And sometimes they put them in the wrong spot. As in the case here. Now, if you change the punctuation, it's more accurate. Because Jesus answered that question Who sent this man or his parents that he was born blind? Jesus said, Neither this man nor his parents sent. Period. Because if you put the comma there, like the way that it is, it looks like that the work of God was that he was, that he was born sick, born blind. You follow that? Neither this man's sin nor his parents, comma, but that the works of God should be revealed in him, period. Now, I propose this to you, based on a light of the scriptures. Okay? Looking at the scriptures in context to make the scriptures fit. The, fi- the scriptures fit. See, this would contradict these other scriptures I mentioned and, and Jesus going around <coughs> healing those who were oppressed of the devil. If this was the work of God, because this, this would the, be the only scripture saying that. So the punctuation have to be wrong. I would propose to you To read it this way. Neither this man sinned. Neither this man nor his parents sinned. Period. Capital B. But that the works of God should be revealed in him. Instead of period. Comma. Again but. Begins the sentence. But that the works of God should be revealed in him. Comma. I must work the works of him who sent me, which was to heal the man. You see that? Now, and, and and here's another thing. Don't be concerned about why something happened. Just minister healing to the people. Don't try to figure out, well, why is he sick? Why did this happen to me? Why did this tragedy happen? Don't focus on why stuff happened. Get to the solution. Present Jesus, amen? Pray for people. Get them out of the situation. So Jesus just stopped that whole discussion because they probably probably wanted to have a whole discussion about all that. Who sinned? Jesus said, He neither him nor his parents have sinned. Period. Okay. Full stop. Now, that the works of God should be revealed or, or uh, manifest in him, I must work the works of him. And send me. Let me go about the business of healing this man. Thank you, Lord. And religious people, boy, I could spend the whole time talking about this. And so, uh, Let me drop down to, this is not part of this message today, but let me just go on with this. Because Just to give you an idea, religious people didn't care about the fact that, that this man, blind from birth, got healed. Okay? Jesus, you know, he spit on the ground, he made some mud and put it, slapped it on his uh, eyes. Told him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. He came and washed it and, and uh, came back seeing. But church folks, Religious folks. Uh, verse 8 said, Then therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is this not he who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, No, he's like him. He said, I'm I'm he. <laughs> okay. They said to him, How were your eyes open? He said, Well, a man called Jesus. Made clay, knowing in my eyes said to me, "Go wash the pool of Siloam." So I went and I washed, and I received sight. Then he said to him, "Where is he?" He said, "I don't know." <laughs> they brought him who was formerly blind to um, the Pharisees. All right, religious group. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. So, but Jesus was the Lord of the Sabbath. They, they're they not excited about the fact that this man is seeing that never saw a second in his life they're more concerned about it's the wrong day <laughs> Trish used to sing this song all I know <laughs> he touched me <laughs> amen they're talking about that blind man like all I know He touched me, and I see. The Pharisees also asked him again how he received his sight. He said, he put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. (laughs) Come on. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, how can a man who's sinner do such something? That's a good question. See, the Bible says the common people heard him gladly. These people had their head in the book. They had their head in, in the law all the time that they couldn't see the, the, the one that the law was writing about. And just a common people, they said, well, hey, how? if he's a sinner, how could he do all this stuff? <laughs> good question. And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man, again, what do you say about him? Because he opened your eyes. He said, they asked his opinion. He's a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they, they called his parents. Man, they're about to get his parents kicked out the church. They, called, they didn't even believe he was blind until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked him, saying, is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents asked them. They didn't want to get kicked out of the church. They, 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 they said, we know that this is our son. And that he was born blind, but by what means he now sees, we do not know, or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age. Ask him. This is political. It's a PC answer. Yeah. Ask him. He'll speak for himself. Watch this. I love this. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already. This is written in the bylaws. Of the church, that if anyone confessed that he was Christ, he'd be put out the church. <laughs> the synagogue, he said. Therefore, his parents said he's of age ask him. So they again called a man who was blind and said to him, Give God the glory. <laughs> we know that this man's a sinner. No, he's not. He's the will of God in action. He's God manifest in the flesh. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He's the son of God who, who went about. He, he's the son of God and the son of man who went about doing good and healing all who were as oppressed of the devil. They said, give God, but religious people, give God the glory. We know this guy, he's a sinner over here. He answered and said, Man, I love this, this blind man. Look, man, he's excited, man. Leave him alone. Man, let him go have a party with his friends, man. They bother with these religious people, man. But you know what? People will go and sit in, in dead churches letting people oppress them week after week after week after week. Tell them how bad they are. Tell them how they don't measure up. Tell them how they're not good enough. How they're not pleasing to God. Somebody somebody ought to thank God for your church. And it ain't because of me. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, you don't get this kind of teaching everywhere. Now they, 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 on Summit, they think over there they the only church to teach the word. I didn't say that. So don't go telling no lies on me. That's religious folks. Oh, uh, you know. Always mumbling about something. Well, why don't you figure out why why how people are being free? Because we lift up Jesus. they bother bothering with this man. <laughs> like, Give God the glory. We know this man is a sinner. He answered and said, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. Then they said to him again, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? At this, this time he got fed up with him. He's trying to cooperate, but then he said, I told you already, and you didn't listen? Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? (laughs) Oh, man, that messed him up there. They they, they messed him up right there. Then they reviled him again and said, you are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciple. Moses' time was up. The law came through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Make the transition from the law to grace. We're, we're, the, we're not his disciples. <laughs> you are his disciple. We are Moses' disciples. We know that God, now they start, they, they're trying to preach now. Results preach all by itself. Now they're preaching. We know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we don't know where he's from. The man answered and said to him, <laughs> I love this, man. This is, this is it's fun reading the Bible. The man answered and said to him, why, this is a marvelous thing that you don't know where he's from, yet he has opened my eyes. Now we know, now, 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 this is better preaching from the blind man. It's a marvelous thing. You don't know where he's from. Yet he's opened my eyes. Now we know that God doesn't hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone. He didn't say he never read. He said he never, he never heard it because he all he could do was hear. <laughs> he couldn't see. <laughs> he said, I ain't never heard of this. And he knew, he knew, thank you, Lord. I don't know if they had Braille back then. He could have been well read, you know. I mean, you know, he could read through. I I, I go back, I'm going to just put a pen there. I just look back over my life and see how God has guided my life. And I try to figure out, for no reason, I would be in front of preachers a lot. Um, there was one guy, I don't know, Mark may I remember him from back in, because uh, I used to go to Mark's dad, Reverend Roseman. Some of y'all don't know the Mark's dad, Reverend Roseman. I used to love to go hear him. I don't know what he was preaching about. I would love to go hear him because he preached the 8 o'clock service. And you know you're going to be out by 9. <laughs> and, you know, the church I went to, the 1045 service. Amen. And you go at 8, and I would love when we go to the 8 o'clock. Reverend Roseman would preach the 8 o'clock. Amen. A lot of people like Reverend Roseman. And so, and then there, but there's another preacher there. I don't ever remember hearing him preach. Mark may remember him. Reverend Crawley. You remember Reverend Crawley? They lived uh, right over there on, I believe, Eliza. And um, my mom used to take, my mom and dad used to take me over to hang out with Reverend Crawley. I didn't have anything in common with Reverend Crawley. He's quite a bit older, but that guy was always in the Word. He had a, he's blind, oh, I didn't tell you, he's blind. Reverend Crawley is blind, and and, uh, of course, he's long passed away now. He was older then. I don't know, like, why in the world, I, I can see, looking back, Anybody ever connect the dots? Look at where you are right now and see how how God guided your life unknowing you at the time? This is like pre-sin, like pre-deep in sin days. This is like before I got deep in. I was a sinner then, but deep into it later uh, and then got saved. But during that time, I don't know why my parents took me over there. Nice people, wonderful people. Uh, Reverend Crawley and his wife, um, and he—I could still see the desk where he had that Braille Bible, and he would, he would read it. And God was exposing me then to just being around Scripture. And he would always read big old Bible. Braille Bible be reading. I'm like, why am I over here? I, I'm not, I, I didn't even give it a thought then, because I was, I was a nice kid. I, you know, my parents would take me places and uh, drop me off. Now, I wasn't thinking about why I was over there then. I actually enjoyed spending time over there, but like, n- n- looking back at it, like, why? I just thought about it recently. Why was I over there? It was a setup. God was getting me around around scripture. All right. Thank you, Lord. So this guy, he said, Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were, were not from God, he could do nothing. <laughs> now he about to get now that got him kicked out of the church. Because they, they answered and said to him, you were completely born in sins, and are you teaching us? You teach us? You were born in sin. Think about this, man. This guy never saw before, a one second in his life. Why are religious people so mean? This dude ain't never saw. Like, they should say, man, I mean, at least, like, I don't know about Jesus. Okay, I'm not sure about to do, but I'm, I'm glad you can see. <laughs> I mean, come on. You think these people don't exist today? Oh, or what? You know what the last sentence says? And they cast him out, he got kicked out of the church. What did he do? Yeah, he did tell them the truth. They couldn't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. (laughs) A lot of religious folks, they can't handle the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You think these people don't exist, these religious people? You go back to the church you came from, one Sunday and tell them how blessed you are. And you watch them rocks coming at y'all. Well that Pastor Jimmy, is he not from God? (laughs) See what I mean? They don't care about how your life has changed. All they care about is the rules. And this is not the way That we've been taught. I I had a, (laughs) I had, I'm not going to go any further with this. I've been trying to preach this message for three weeks. Okay, so I'm teaching at a Baptist church, and uh, the guy asked me to teach, and he, he taught on, uh, he had to work, he worked the second shift, so he, I taught the Bible study. This is shortly after I got a hold of the Word, back in the 80s. And so he asked me to, uh, to teach on Wednesday night, because he couldn't teach, because he had worked second shift. So, but one, I guess he got, had a, a Wednesday off, and he was listening to me teach. And I was teaching about the covenant. What I knew about it at that time, I know more about it now. But I was, but I was teaching some good word about the new covenant, and then he came up after me, and he said, "We have a covenant." God, you remember that? He said, "We have a covenant," and he pulled out this Baptist, um, the Baptist covenant. really but that's religion for you now what I wanted to say to you and uh, my time is about up I'm gonna I'm gonna leave four minutes on the clock maybe it's counting down still and I'm just gonna add this on the next week so don't think you're gonna get an off. But I don't want to get into anything, but I just want to leave this with you. In the book of Acts, most of the the laying on of hands, you can look it up for yourself if you want to, but not most, all the laying on of hands was done outside the church. It's not that you can't do it in church, but what what I'm saying to you is laying on of hands is for the world. I mean, it's for believers to lay hands on the world. The church is supposed to be healed. Just by receiving the word like this, and the word I'm going to give to you next week, some foundations for healing and just believing what Jesus, because Jesus healed us on the cross, and I want to show you that. I want you to see it in the word. How Jesus took your sicknesses. He took Him the same time He took your sin. Guess what? If He didn't take your sickness, He didn't take your sin either. Because He did it at the same time. Okay? And you, you don't have to come up week after week to keep getting forgiven. It was a one time deal. Neither do you have to come up one week after week to get healed, because he did this, the if he finished your healing, finished your salvation from sin at the same time. So all you have to do you don't have to have one person lay hands on you to be healed. But don't be in condemnation over it. Of that's one of the, the methods and one of the ways that God heals is through laying on of hands. But the purpose is, is for the world. I'm forgetting people heal any kind of way that you can. So don't be in condemnation about it. I'm just saying you don't have to depend on laying on of hands or anointing with oil. You can just receive the word that he took your sicknesses on the cross and say, I receive, thank you. And, and some people have treated sickness like a friend. It's not, it's an enemy. Now I got one minute. Don't get comfortable. And here's what I, I believe that God gave me for, for Summit Church that there are people who have have been coddling their sickness. They've been nurturing it and have given up on really thinking you can be healed and just sort of living with it depending on the meds instead of Jesus. I'm not telling you to throw your medicine away. I'm telling you, don't depend on it. When you take your medicine, take it in the name of Jesus. Say, I'm taking this medicine, but I'm depending on Jesus for my healing. But you got to watch these, these, this med- medicine, a lot of this stuff is out of control. You take it for one thing, and, and it, it, it takes care of one thing, but it causes another kind of thing. Don't get me started on that. A lot of the, it, it, it's a big mess going on. It's, the pharmacies can't even keep up with it. They, they recall stuff, but by the time the it gets to the pharmacies and stuff, the stuff's already distributed. And there's a friend of mine that's, that, that actually, their life got saved through just, and we end up going to, I think, the Cleveland Clinic and stuff. And it's like a whole mess going on right even right now. So, but, but people depend on that like it's, you know, they write that prescription, and you go on and jump in there at Walgreens, and they give it to you, and you take it, don't even think about it. But when I tell you that Jesus healed you on the cross, people they want, they want twenty-five scriptures. <laughs> you know. Lord, if you want me healed, show me a sign. Have a uh, the mailman come three hours early. Then I know you want me healed. No, God, it's God's will for you to be healed, based on His word. See, you don't tell the doctor to give you scriptures. Give me scriptures for that medication. People just like, man, if the guy got that white coat on, you do whatever he said. Get on all fours or whatever. Stretch yourself out on that table with your behind, exposed, and stuff. And whatever he says, you do it. You laugh, but it's just true. Get in that room, man, down the doctor and do all kinds of stuff. Huh? Shoot, man. <laughs> thank you, Lord. I don't know how to get out of that. Let's just say every head, body, every eye, close. We depend on Jesus. Lord, thank you.